This audio presentation was pre-recorded and edited for brevity and clarity. Hello, I'm Michael Buckley with the Bright Focus Foundation, and welcome to today's Bright Focus chat, AMD, your questions answered. Bright Focus funds scientific research around the world to find better treatments and ultimately cures for macular degeneration, glaucoma, and Alzheimer's. Through our website, brightfocus.org, and a wide range of print materials, we share the latest news from the world of science and best practices uh, in, in medicine with families that are impacted by these diseases. And that's why we have today's chat. It's, just a, it's a fantastic opportunity for us to hear from one of the leading researchers uh, in, in the field of macular degeneration. So today we'll be joined by Dr. Joshua Deneyev at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. He conducts research on macular degeneration, some of which has been made possible by donors to Bright Focus's uh, macular Degeneration Research Program. He also sees patients in the University of Pennsylvania's uh, me medical center. And uh, if his name's familiar, we've been really fortunate to talk with him on previous Bright Focus chats, and he's written a number of expert articles for our website. Uh, with that, uh, Dr. Denea from the University of Pennsylvania, thanks so much for, for being with us. Thank you, Michael. It's great to be back with you. Well, great. So let's start off. Um, on, you know, I know you're uh, one of the top researchers uh, in the field of macular degeneration. Is there anything uh, new and exciting uh, in in the field of, of of vision health that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, there are several things that I'm excited about uh, in the area of dry macular degeneration. There's an advanced form called geographic atrophy. And there are a couple of drugs that are now in phase three clinical trials that are looking promising. Uh, these are from companies called Apelis and Iveric. And uh, what these drugs do is they, comp they target inflammation, uh, specifically something called the complement cascade. Uh, and uh, the complement cascade has been implicated in macular degeneration uh, for years by genetic studies, and uh, these drugs look like they can slow the progression of geographic atrophy uh, in phase two trials. So now they're in phase three trials with larger numbers of patients, and uh, I'm hopeful that they will prove safe and effective and uh, useful for patients with uh, geographic atrophy. Now these these drugs are injected into the eye, uh, kind of like the uh, drugs that are used for wet macular degeneration. Uh, people are typically more familiar with those. Uh, do, you, do you want me to uh, talk about the drugs for wet macular degeneration? Yeah, that'd be great, health? yeah. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Denais. Okay, sure. Yeah, so the, um, the drugs that have been available for uh, a few years now uh, all target uh, a protein called VEGF. Uh, VEGF is kind of like a fertilizer for blood vessels uh, that causes them to grow like weeds. The blood vessels grow too much and they leak and they bleed and cause some uh, loss of central vision. So these, these drugs all target this VEGF. The drugs are called Avastin, Lucentis, Ilea, and a new one called BioView. And um, they can uh, actually improve vision 
efficient by uh, decreasing the amount of blood vessel growth and leakage. So they're they're very exciting, but they do need to be injected into the eye uh, mm-hmm. once a month or every other month or in some cases uh, even a little bit less frequently than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're um, they're they're good, but but it's of course uh, annoying for patients to have to come into the uh, office so frequently and uh, sometimes can be scary to get these injections. So. Patients have asked me for years, when are we going to get a drug that lasts longer? And uh, there are a couple of advances on that front. Uh, One Mm -hmm. is called the PDS implant, port delivery Mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And uh, what that is, is um, it's implanted into the, uh, near the front of the eye, and uh, it can be filled with uh, Lucentis. Uh, and the lucentis is released slowly over time so that mm-hmm. the port may only need to be refilled uh, every six months or perhaps even less frequently. Um, so that could uh, really help reduce the, uh, the frequency of uh, uh, visits and the frequency of, uh, of injections. And another thing that's um, been being tried is gene therapy for wet mm-hmm. macular degeneration, uh, where uh, drugs can um, be delivered once uh, by gene therapy and then constantly release uh, the, the, the drug that inhibits VEGF. And the companies that are working on that are Regenix Bio and Adverum. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're, they're both in uh, clinical trials now. So, I'm hopeful that these things are going to become available. The PDS implant port delivery system Mm -hmm. is going to be reviewed by the FDA in October. So it uh, could actually be available to patients uh, pretty soon. Well, that's great. It's a really exciting time in the field of vision science. Um, We had questions. um, Do you think there will be uh, an ability to ever prevent AMD? Do you think that science will will um, be able to, you know, to, to prevent it from happening in the first place? I hope so. Um, I mean, what we understand about AMD is that it's caused by aging. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very uncommon in people under 55 and quite common in uh, people over 80. About 25% of people over 80 have some form of macular degeneration. So what causes aging, you know, becomes the question. And one of the leading uh, uh, theories on this is that free radical damage, oxidative damage, gradually damages uh, uh, molecules like proteins and fats and DNA. And and the accumulation of of this damage contributes to um, aging and uh, and age-related disease. Uh, another thing that contributes to uh, age-related disease is inflammation, which mm-hmm. is when the immune system, rather than attacking viruses or bacteria, actually attacks our cells. And inflammation definitely uh, plays a role in macular degeneration. So to prevent macular degeneration, I think what we need to do is reduce 
oxidative damage and reduce inflammation. And the one way to do this is diet. So mm. it's been shown over the past decades that people who eat certain diets that reduce oxidative damage and inflammation have a decreased risk of macular degeneration. So these diets include uh, fruits and vegetables, especially uh, green leafies, uh, but all kinds of fruits and vegetables, and also fatty fish twice a week. There's something about the fatty fish that is protective, possibly the fish oil, although uh, supplements of fish oil have been tested and they are not uh, helpful. Mm -hmm. so, so you have to have the whole, the whole um, fish uh, to, to have the, the, um, the protection, not, not just a, a pill with fish oil. Um, so uh, also this diet reduces inflammation. Um, I've done some, uh, some studies uh, with my brother who practices uh, internal medicine, integrative medicine, looking at uh, patients in his practice who uh, go on a whole food plant-based diet and they have lower levels of inflammation in their blood uh, quite quickly. They can reduce the amount of inflammation. Uh, so I think a go diet with diet, you can go a long way toward preventing macular degeneration. Things that are um, unhealthy for macular degeneration shown in epidemiological studies are uh, certain fats um, and uh, uh, sugar. Uh, refined simple sugar, uh, red meat, uh, and also uh, smoking increases the risk of macular degeneration, probably because it causes oxidative stress, free radical damage. Well, no, um, now there is some. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, okay. No, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. You can, sorry, you want to finish your point? Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, there is something new that I'm actually quite excited about now um, in, in terms of a therapeutic. Um, it's uh, deuterium. So, so deuterium is a non-radioactive isotope that can affect uh, how molecules behave. And deuterium has been added to vitamin A by a company called Alcaeus to prevent the buildup of a toxic product of vitamin A that is uh, very likely to play a role in uh, Stargardt's disease, which mm -hmm. is a hereditary form of macular disease, and also uh, in macular degeneration. So Alcaeus is conducting a uh, phase three, three trial, advanced trial now, uh, with uh, geographic atrophy and also a trial for Stargardt's. Um, there's also another company that has put deuterium on um, uh, fish oil, docosohexanoic acid, DHA, which is an omega-3 fatty acid. The company is called Retrotope, and uh, this um, uh, altered form of, um, of DHA is harder to oxidize. It doesn't, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't develop uh, oxidative damage as easily as the, uh, the, the native form of, um, of DHA. And uh, uh, research in, in my lab with uh, mice that we used to test 
potential uh, drugs for macular degeneration uh, suggests that uh, it's very promising, suggests that uh, this could be very effective. So um, I'm hopeful that uh, Retrotope will be able to move forward with uh, clinical trials uh, soon. Well, that's great. That's no, it's exciting. And Dr. Dan, if we have a, a question came in, listeners, um, kind of curious, who gets AMD? Is it more likely to be women or men, or just race and ethnicity vary? Are Americans more or less likely to get AMD than other countries? Listeners, kind of curious about, are there differences? Yeah. So, so um, AMD means age-related macular degeneration, and. Um, uh, so, so as people age, they're they're much more likely to get it um, for reasons we uh, I mentioned before. Um, among the uh, the different races, uh, Caucasians are uh, at the highest risk, uh, and behind them are um, uh, Hispanic, and uh, the the least uh, vulnerable are are uh, black. Um, mm. And uh, uh, among the different countries, it uh, s seems to uh, hit the um, more developed countries uh, most severely. And uh, I suspect that may have to do with the Western diet, which tends to be high in fat and sugar and uh, refined foods uh, and lower in those whole food plant-based products that are protective. No, that, no, it's interesting. It's definitely, you see that I think you've done a great job showing the impact of, of diet on, on vision health. And, and you're right. Uh, people, people in uh, America and other places don't, don't always have the best, the best diet. Um, we have a question. Someone's wondering, can a doctor predict kind of the extent or the, the timeline or the pacing of how someone might lose vision to macular degeneration? Yes. Uh, so the, the eye is kind of a window to what's going on uh, in the rest of the body. And, you know, we can, we can use drops to dilate the pupil and, uh, and then look into the eye at the uh, retina in the back of the eye, which is uh, the light-sensitive part. Um, and uh, that's where uh, uh, macular degeneration is happening. And we can actually see um, with our instruments some changes that indicate the risk for vision loss from macular degeneration. Uh, the major one is called drusen. A drusen is a German word that means a pebble. And um, it represents little accumulations of, uh, of material in the retina that, that uh, shouldn't be there. And they look like little white spots. And uh, the more numerous and the larger these spots, the greater the risk of uh, vision loss. We can also see some changes in pigmentation uh, that can uh, help us to predict. Uh, also, if somebody has had uh, advanced macular degeneration develop in one eye, then they're uh, more likely to have it occur in the second eye uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, we can, um, we can give a, uh, a pretty good idea to patients as to what their risk is over uh, over time. Well, good. That, 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 that's helpful. Um, a few questions where people are wondering, in between 
their their appointments or their treatments with their um, eye care professional. Are there signs, sort of warning signs, that they should be on the lookout for uh, that that their that their um, macular degeneration could be getting worse? Absolutely. Yeah, any uh, changes in central vision uh, would be concerning. Uh, so uh, graying out of, um, of the central part of the vision or uh, waviness of lines that should look straight, uh, like uh, on, on the page of lined paper or the edge of a door frame looking wavy. Uh, ophthalmologists will give uh, macular degeneration patients something called an Amsler grid, which is a piece of uh, graph paper essentially, and uh, instruct them to close one eye at a time and then look at the uh, dot in the center of the grid. And if there are any missing or wavy lines that are different from the way they looked at the time of the last visit to the ophthalmologist, then uh, you should contact the, uh, your ophthalmologist. Uh, and it is important to look at this one eye at a time because mm -hmm. uh, if you have both eyes open and one eye has a change, uh, a progression of macular degeneration, the better eye can compensate for that and, uh, and it won't become obvious to you that, uh, that the macular degeneration has progressed. You really have to cover one, and one eye at a time and test each eye independently. That's good. Um, Dr. Neff, you know, a few minutes ago you did a great job kind of giving an overview of the, the different injection, uh, anti-VEGF injections that are out there. Uh, we have a few callers wondering, do those injections, can they lose their effectiveness over time? Uh, the, the biggest reason for uh, the, the uh, decreased effectiveness over time is uh, uh, less frequent uh, injection. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, some some patients uh, really need to have an injection every month in order to maintain their best, their best vision, but it's it's difficult for people to uh, to come in every month and and get that injection. Uh, so there tends to be uh, a, a, a decrease in frequency, um, it, it, even it, when when there really shouldn't be, and and that's the the major uh, problem. Uh, some people are more fortunate in that they really don't need an injection every month. They can make do with one every six weeks or every two months or uh, sometimes even less frequently and still maintain uh, vision. Um, so, so that's the, 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 main, the main reason that, uh, that people would, uh, would lose vision even though they're uh, still getting the injections is that they're just not able to come and get them as frequently as their uh, doctor would uh, would recommend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, very uh, makes a lot of sense. We've got two questions that are related to you know one type of one sort of one type of uh, medical condition is related to another. And the first is cataracts. Um, a couple of listeners wondering: Do cataracts cause AMD? Does AMD cause cataracts? And if somebody needs surgery to remove cataracts, does that have any good or bad impact on macular degeneration? Yeah, good question, Michael, and one that patients frequently ask. Um, so cataracts are uh, a clouding of the lens in the front part of the eye, and a macular degeneration affects the retina in the back of the eye. So these, these two structures are separated from each other and uh, independent from each other. 
Um, so if somebody has a, enough clouding in the lens that it's blocking light from getting into the eye and reaching the retina, then um, typically the uh, cataract lens should be removed and a uh, clear plastic lens is inserted uh, in its place. Now, the, the, uh, the fact that the cataract is there uh, doesn't really indicate anything about the macular degeneration. Uh, the procedure to remove the cataract is generally very safe and effective, uh, and it does not increase the risk of, uh, of macular degeneration. Uh, the uh, one, one big question that, that uh, um, comes, comes up is uh, for somebody with macular degeneration, they'll ask, uh, you know, if I have my cataract removed, will my vision get better? And um, that can be tricky to answer in someone with macular degeneration who has both some clouding of the lens and also some damage to the retina. Um, typically, uh, what we'll do is we'll use a special device to shine an eye chart through the cloudy lens at the retina uh, so that we can assess the uh, function of, of, the, of the retina if the cataract were to be removed. The device is called a PAM or a potential acuity meter. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to reassure, uh, again, um, cataract surgery does not uh, increase the risk of, of uh, mm-hmm. macular degeneration. Great. And then kind of another question along that same line of two different eye conditions and wondering if there's a connection. We have a question about dry eye. And so we're wondering, is dry eye... It sounds a lot like dry AMD. Are there connections between dry eye and macular degeneration and vice versa? Yeah, it does sound like uh, dry AMD, but they're not related. So Mm -hmm. uh, dry eye affects the very surface of the eye, um, the uh, tear film. If the, uh, the tear film is needed to nourish the front part of the eye, the cornea, and Mm -hmm. uh, if, if there's not enough tear film, uh, then uh, the, the cornea becomes very irritated, uh, sticky, painful. Uh, sometimes patients can even get a reflex flood of tears uh, when the eye really dries out a lot. Um, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not related to, uh, to macular degeneration. And for patients who have dry eye, uh, what we recommend is uh, artificial teardrops, uh, and uh, those do not, uh, so those wet the front of the eye, but they do not increase the risk of wet macular degeneration because the teardrops, the teardrops don't get into the retina. Um, we received a question, someone asking about uh, CBD oil, something they've been hearing about in a number of um, settings lately. Is that something that uh, is possible for use in, in uh, macular degeneration? Yeah, there's there's really no um, evidence uh, that that it's helpful uh, at, at this point. So uh, I, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't recommend it for macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I know uh, earlier um, we you know we, we were talking about the the impact of diet and nutrition, and some of our listeners that were with us last month, we had Dr. Emily Chu from from uh, the 
National Institutes of Health on talking about the ARIDS formula. But I was wondering if Dr. Nay, if you could just kind of quick, uh, you know, for those who, who weren't on last month's chat, kind of just briefly explain what the ARIDS formula is and, and um, who should be, uh, you know, who that would help. Yeah, uh, great, great question. So the age-related eye disease study, uh, or ARIDS, uh, was conducted by the NIH by uh, Dr. Emily Chu and, and others there, um, as well as at centers uh, around the country. And uh, what, what they showed is that uh, certain antioxidant vitamins can decrease the risk of macular degeneration progression. And there was uh, an initial study, uh, AREDS-1, and then a follow-up study, AREDS-2, that uh, modified the formulation a little bit uh, to uh, see if it was just as good. And the, um, the, the formulation that they, that they came upon with AREDS-2 uh, involves um, antioxidants called lutein and zeaxanthin, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, go to the retina when you, uh, when you eat them. Um, also, uh, vitamin C, uh, vitamin E, and uh, the minerals zinc, copper. And um, these vitamins are available uh, over the counter. Uh, the, uh, the one, the uh, formula that was used in the study will be labeled AREDS2 formula. Uh, and the, uh, the brand that I like is, is called Preservision by Bausch & Lomb because that one was actually uh, tested, uh, to, to independently tested to see if it contains the, the uh, ingredients it says it contains. And uh, it, in fact, it, oh, and that's a concern because uh, vitamin, the vitamin market is not regulated, unlike the yeah. drug market. So uh, vitamins may not actually have what they say they have on the package. Um, mm -hmm. Also, let me just say at this point that I am um, not uh, supported in any way by mm -hmm. any of the products yeah. that I have uh, men mentioned. Sure. Yep. Um, no, I appreciate so that. No, no conflict, of, right. no conflict right. of interest. Yeah, appreciate that, because you're at that aisle in the pharmacy and the supermarket. I've always, I've always found it... Um, Overwhelming and a little expensive, um, so I appreciate the, the you know the the, the tips on that. Um, we had another question about kind of in the diet nutrition realm. Uh, carbs. We hear a lot over the last couple of years about carbs. What good for you? Bad for you? Which carbs are? Is there a connection between um, uh, carbohydrate uh, intake and um, and vision health? Yeah, there's there's evidence. Are uh, are bad for uh, for macular degeneration, so eye disease. Um, mm -hmm. When I say simple sugars, I mean anything that uh, that contains uh, added uh, added sugar. Uh, um, sucrose. Mm -hmm. And uh, also uh, products that release sugars rapidly, like um, I had uh, uh, um, uh, baked goods, these uh, any, like uh, from whole from uh, white flour. These mm -hmm. will uh, release the carbs uh, rapidly. 
there are other products that contain uh, carbohydrates that are um, released much more slowly, like, um, well, fruits, fruits. Uh, typically uh, re release their carb more slow, contain complex carbohydrates, uh, beans uh, have uh, fiber, uh, which um, is uh, broken down much more slowly. Uh, so uh, it's the non-refined whole foods that uh, are generally safe when it comes to uh, carbohydrates and the uh, refined uh, packaged products that have added sugar, the soft drinks uh, that have the uh, the sugar that is um, it's uh, harmful. It uh, it causes um, uh, stress and uh, and inflammation and uh, uh, weight gain and fluctuation levels that uh, that that make it feel like. Uh, so um, I really tr recommend trying to stay away from those. Uh, mm -hmm. Great. In a couple minutes that we've remained, we've a uh, couple questions sort of about daily life with um, with vision loss. From your experience uh, seeing patients in the clinic, do you have any advice for um, for caregivers, whether that's someone that that might be in the same uh, area as their as the as the patient or or caregivers that are you know, family members that are longer distance. So from what you've seen and you know, in your perspective, any advice for for families um, on caregiving? Yeah, that's that's uh, an, an important uh, an important issue. Uh, um, people who've lost their central vision um, really need uh, need assistance, uh, and, and uh, uh, it's it's. Very difficult for people to lose the ability to to and drive and, and with that dependence. Uh, so um, you know, like the uh, need to understand that you know, people with macular degeneration are going through some um, you know difficulties because they 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 you know have lost this this uh, that we all value uh, so much. Um, things, things that can uh, really help uh, patients who've lost a lot of central vision include uh, visiting a, um, an optometrist who is a low vision um, and uh, getting lights and devices that, uh, mm -hmm. to uh, use the vision that they still have or uh, just from a um, an occupational therapist who specializes in uh, low vision who can help with the house, uh, like uh, the lighting, uh, marking uh, marking things with special tape, uh, like mm -hmm. in the kitchen uh, or edges of stairs to make it uh, safer and uh, and easier uh, to to uh, to cope. Uh, with with the loss of the uh, loss of the central vision. Well, great. No, those those are um, those are great tips, and I think that the you know the things that that a lot of us can do to to help to help friends and family that are that are uh, impacted by low vision. So, Dr. Nay, you've been uh, as always just a, a great resource on so many 
uh, so many topics. I was wondering, you know, as, we, as we conclude today's conversation, how, do you have sort of big picture advice that you'd want to give to uh, to patients and families, or you know, sort of sort of a, a common uh, you know concern that you hear and how you address that? Just sort of you know, kind of uh, kind of concluding remarks. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Um, one major concern I hear, I've heard is uh, you know, patients ask, am I going to go blind from this disease? And uh, the answer is um, hardly ever do uh, patients lose all of their vision from macular degeneration. In, it. in, the, in the worst case, the vast majority of patients lose their central vision but keep their peripheral vision, which is uh, – Harder to use, takes some time uh, to learn to use it, uh, but uh, it's still very valuable. Uh, also, a lot of patients who are diagnosed with early macular degeneration um, are uh, asymptomatic or barely symptomatic, and they have uh, just a few of those white spots in the retina that can be seen by an ophthalmologist, uh, the Drusen. And uh, those patients have a, a good chance of not losing their central vision at any point in their life, uh, mm -hmm. especially if they um, do things to, uh, to live uh, a healthy lifestyle that, that don't smoke, uh, get some exercise, uh, and, uh, and eat a uh, healthy diet rich in, uh, in fruits and vegetables and uh, and fatty fish twice a week and, and not uh, packaged uh, foods that are high in, uh, in sugar or, or fat. Uh, sunglasses when you're out in uh, bright light are, uh, are also recommended to uh, protect against the uh, potential damaging effects of, uh, of bright light. Uh, and then uh, just... Uh, I want to you know, share my optimism about all the uh, the new treatments that are uh, coming through the pipeline that uh, that I mentioned. I mean, there's there's uh, a number that are looking promising, and there's there are a lot of people working on on this. Uh, there are researchers, there are uh, pharmaceutical companies that are um, are constantly trying to develop. Uh, better, better treatments. So um, I think the uh, the future is uh, is bright, and um, I'm uh, grateful to the Bright Focus Foundation for um, providing uh, information, the opportunity to reach all of you, and uh, uh, with with information and and also um, grant funding to uh, to all the researchers uh, who are. Um, who are working on on this disease, uh, and especially early early career researchers who uh, who are trying to get uh, launched and um, can can find it hard to get uh, grant funding, and uh, uh, it, it's really critical for them to um, to get some funding to to uh, to and and uh, develop a, a research help them develop a research program that. Uh, that has the potential to develop uh, new new treatments for AMD. That's great. I appreciate that. And, and you know, kind of what I've taken away from this conversation, um, kind of twofold. One, that that there's some really exciting 
science going on around uh, in this country and in labs around the world. And secondly, you gave us a number of very specific things that we can do in our daily lives to either prevent or uh, or better uh, better manage uh, macular degeneration. So just you know, on behalf of everybody at Bright Focus and, and our audience today, I just really want to say thank you for the work you do in the lab and also with your patients. And I think today has been, been really helpful. So um, Dr. Nayef, thank you so much for, for joining us again, and I hope we can uh, do another Bright Focus chat in the future. My pleasure, Michael. My pleasure. Be well. And uh, to all the listeners out there, uh, best of health to you. Thanks, and take care. The information provided in this recording is a public service of Bright Focus Foundation and is not intended to constitute medical advice. Please consult your physician for personalized medical, dietary, and or exercise advice. Any medications or supplements should only be taken under medical supervision. Bright Focus Foundation does not endorse any medical products or therapies.